Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show. You got in... Over here! ...with a friend and found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. On another exciting entry of Animation Deliberation, we conclude our coverage of Harley Quinn Season 3 with the finale, Episode 10, The Horse and the Sparrow. We'll be getting into that right after some ads we have no say over whatsoever. Beach vacations are more than just a few days by the ocean. They're an experience. That's why Beachbound.com offers the unique chance to book beach vacations by experience instead of by destination. At Beachbound, we curate vacations that embody one of our six experiences. Passion, rejuvenation, adventure, togetherness, discovery, and immersion. Now you can experience the beach the way you want to experience it. Book thrilling experiences like zip lines, kite surfing, ATV rides, stunning golf courses, and more at beachbound.com. Sing along if you know the words. A one, two, three, it's time for animation deliberation. A conversation and a celebration of our favorite action animated series. Yeah. Singing is so vain. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome back to Animation Deliberation, the podcast where we take action animation and cartoons seriously, but not too seriously. My name is Jay Scotty St. Clair. I'm Zuhair Ali. And I am Andrew Rogers. What's going on, fellas? I am grateful for the fact that the three of us could be reunited one more time for Harley Quinn season three before it's all said and done and talk about this finale. Reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> uh, it couldn't be a better time, but the finale here though, you know, it's, <laughs> it's when we want to be here. Mm, definitely. Definitely. Well, uh, before we get into all things, Harley Quinn season three, let's, uh, Start off with a, a little bit of kibitzing here. What are you gentlemen watching currently that you want to talk about? Thrones, yeah. Game of Thrones, yeah. Game of Thrones. <laughs> you guys haven't heard that version of it. I'll put it up on the gram later. But House of Dragons has been really fun to watch. Um, binging My Hero again for anticipation of the new series. I started watching Central Park after one of our interviews, uh, and it's actually really funny. The music is truly incredible on it. Um, and most important of all, football, baby! Week one win. I'm still on a high. Football's back. Congratulations. I'm happy for you. Yeah, we'll try not to run too long. It is a Thursday night, so I know we have Thursday night football ahead of us as well here. So, Chargers okay. and Chiefs. It should be interesting, too. Yeah, I, I have not yet started keeping up with football, but that has just been too busy with other stuff and shows going on. Sad excuse. I'll start paying the faintest attention once playoff season comes around or playoff time comes around. Other than that, not my That's thing, fair. but don't knock anybody that enjoys it. I'm happy there's camaraderie and, and celebration and community there. Uh, I have been rewatching Samurai Jack. That's been my show. Fun. That I fall asleep Ooh. to, and it's just an absolute pleasure to revisit that one. So, nice. if you got HBO Max and uh, you haven't watched Samurai Jack in a while, check it out. 
For sure. Have either of you checked out um, the audio adventures for Batman on HBO Max? Mm-mm. Audio adventures? No. Okay, I just started getting ads for it in the past couple days because I think they're doing a second season. Um, I haven't actually watched any of it, but I was curious as soon as you said HBO Max, I was like, I need to ask people if anyone knows anything about this and whether or not it's like worth the time to sit down for. Okay. So you watch it on HBO Max, but it's only an audio experience. Like, what's the deal? That's why I'm questioning people before I delve into it, because I guess I'll go over i've been busy watching um i mentioned parallel world pharmacy last week or the week before um that's coming out weekly and it has just been so much fun and then i started up uh black clover because i've heard everyone is kind of excited for when that comes back around this year so i don't anticipate catching up anytime soon because it's like 160 episodes or something like that uh Hmm. that's one of the many shows coming back there's everything coming back. Uh, that picture you sent Zuhair about the month of October has me ecstatic for what is going on. It's crazy how much anime is coming this fall. And if you don't know what we're talking about, I have posted it on our Instagram. So go follow us and check our stories, uh, Animation Deliberation on Instagram. Yes, Just off idea. the top of your head, what are all the shows that are coming back? I know Zuhair mentioned My Hero Academia, Spy so, X Oct- Family, uh, Bleach chainsaw man oh why am i forgetting the one of the soccer one that i'm excited for blue is the soccer one coming back it's starting it's like its debut oh right and then you also have the next season of uh haikyuu which is a volleyball anime which is a a slight guilty pleasure of mine uh it's just one of the best like character building slice of life anime that I have seen. Like all of those volleyball boys are just the best. Like you fall in love with them so quickly. Um, Oh, and mob psycho. How could I forget mob psycho season three also comes, I think halfway through the month as well. Sports, sports, sports. Okay. Anime, anime, (laughs) anime. Yeah. Yeah. Lots on the, lots on the docket. It's a good time to be alive. Yeah. Between Ted Lasso and Welcome to Wrexham. Like, how could you not be excited for that show? Hmm. Oh, Welcome to Wrexham is another one I'm watching. Yeah, I've seen little clips here and there, and uh, it seems interesting. Even even as somebody that's not like a diehard sports fan, I can see how the uh, the story and the the drama and the intrigue that goes with uh, managing a football team in the UK, especially where the fandom is so fervent, uh, can be you know an interesting endeavor especially for a couple of uh, Americans. Yeah, because like one of the biggest parts of their mission statement is like they want to develop the community and build it up and give them something to look forward to. And like just... Uh, there's just so much heart behind it. It's very fascinating. It's a really good watch. Cool. Would you recommend that or Ted Lasso first? Which one are you saying like someone has to watch See, it's it's hard to compare because one's a documentary and one's a scripted story i would mm. suggest ted lasso because it's a very feel good show like when you're down and stuff the stuff that he says the perspectives that he has like it really does give you just a boost of motivation throughout your week it's just so heartfelt whereas welcome to Rexham, you're learning like First off, Ryan Reynolds is hilarious. Like, 
even when he's doing serious stuff, like he's always cracking jokes. Uh, mm-hmm. But you're actually learning more about like logistics and there is emotion and stuff to like why they are doing what they're doing, but you're seeing like the process of it as to where Ted Lasso is just like, it's a little bit of everything. Well, and for Marvel fans, you get to see the actor who does Hercules. So get that sneak peek in. Indeed. Yes. Yeah. I, I heard that that's a uh, Thor love and thunder post post credit scene uh, featured a favorite from Ted Lasso. But with the mention of Ted Lasso, it's worth mentioning that it comes on uh, Apple TV plus and uh, Zuhair, you already mentioned the the show Central Park, which is also on Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, you guys had the interview with Stephanie Early. And then Zuhair and I just got done speaking with Joy Noir, who is the award-winning film composer uh, of Blush, the 2021 short film that is on Apple TV+. Plus. So if you're on Apple TV+, Plus, do yourself a favor and check out this wonderful short because... I can't recommend it enough. And then keep an eye out for our feed to feature both of those conversations. And if you're not on it, then go sign up for it or find somebody else's password. (laughs) You get the seven day trial for free and then it's only five bucks a month after that. So well worth it. Binge, 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 binge. Yes. Watch that last a while. All right. Let's not keep the people waiting any longer. Let's talk about the season three finale of Harley Quinn. Before we get super spoilery, just what are your overall impressions? Satisfied, whelmed, underwhelmed, overwhelmed? Where are we at? Underwhelmed. I'm glad it was 10 episodes. Ah. It was entertaining. It was an interesting story. It was funny where it needed to be. But as with the last two seasons, I enjoyed what I watched, but there was nothing about one episode ending that was driving me to watch the next one. Um, hmm. It was okay. more of one of those things where like, I just happened to watch it when I feel like it. So, yeah, it was it was good. It was entertaining. Good for them for getting a season four. I most definitely will be watching it, but nothing that really blew my mind. Yeah, I, I'm going to echo those sentiments, but I would just say whelmed. Like, I wasn't at all underwhelmed by it. I think it just hit my true neutral, like, three out of five stars right on the head. It knew what it was doing. It hit those marks. It didn't exceed any expectations, but I still enjoyed what we got out of this finale. You know, the little things that they did set up, the final you know culmination of a lot of the things we've talked about all throughout the season again without getting spoilers we just finally got a nice little wrap up and a bow on so many things that i'm i'm nice and content uh with where we left things off okay yeah i i i think i can agree with that that take there um the show i've always enjoyed even the episodes that aren't like super super memorable or kind of blow me out of the water i always have a good time with and i'm always pretty well satisfied and I always have a good time with the show. And I, I think it, it worked as a season finale um, without getting spoilery. It did subvert my expectations, which is always a pleasant surprise. Um, I did think it was interesting that, um, you know, the show has always been known for being so irreverent and crude and humorous. I felt like the, the humor was kind of on the back burner for this one and actually focused on uh, some drama and had some things to say about the nature of relationships. All right, so Andrew seems to have been kidnapped by Bruce Wayne for future experimentations to prevent villainry. Uh, You talked about relations and stuff and the way that we we get to see multiple facets of that. We get to Mm. see Nightwing's relationship with Bruce. And instead of him, like, 
I don't want to use the word hate, but I can't think of the right one. Resenting. Instead of like resenting him for not being eye to eye, it seems like all he wants is his attention. So the fact that he left is super fascinating. Uh, between mm. Barbara and her father, that was, I think that was probably one of the, the best bits is <laughs> him doing such a poor job trying to be mayor and like her logic of like trying to pull him back in. Her relationship with Harley was fun too. Uh, mm-hmm. We get to see Bruce still dwelling over his parents, uh, Harley and Ivy amongst themselves. Ivy between not only her relationships with Frank, but with Swamp Thing, like understanding like how she actually has pushed people away to like pursue her own objectives and perspectives and stuff like that. So I didn't even mention Harley. Harley being free from the Joker, but also now being in a new relationship with Ivy, but learning boundaries and learning to be okay with other stuff and that you don't have to be like fully supportive on anything on everything because that's one of the things that's like super frustrating in a relationship is when you don't necessarily understand or relate to your partner's uh passions but you try to like fully immerse yourself in a way to be supportive when sometimes it actually kind of like messes with what you're actually trying to be a part of because sometimes sometimes like your partner can be alone with their own thing and you just like be supportive of that and mm-hmm. her trying to find that line was was good stuff it was good stuff because not a lot of people understand that that's the border for that yeah yeah there's a big difference between being supportive and being codependent and uh i think harley's made big strides and uh it was yeah it was Definitely uh, a nice part of the season as a whole and a nice part of this episode. But uh, with that being said, let's go ahead and cover the synopsis. So again, this is season three, episode 10, the finale titled The Horse and the Sparrow. So Ivy is approached by Luther with an offer to lead the Legion of Doom while Harley is held as a hero by the citizens for saving them. The crew attends the premiere of the Thomas Wayne biopic where Ivy plans to kill Mayor Joker as part of Luther's offer. Harley wants to help her, but seeing Bruce's need of emotional support due to the film, she comforts him instead while Ivy talks with the Joker about her relationship with Harley. Realizing that Harley does not want to be a villain anymore, Ivy urges her to accept it, but Harley admits her fear of losing Ivy as she does so. While Ivy reassures Harley that she will still love and support her no matter what, the film ends with a huge success. No one believes Clayface that he impersonated Thornton, much to his chagrin. Joker then announces Bruce's arrest, by the new GCPD for endangering Gotham and evading tax. Bruce willingly faces the consequences of his actions and asks Barbara to lead the Bat family in his absence. Harley continues to be his therapist and joins the Bat family as its newest member. So, uh, when we were chatting earlier, many weeks later, I finally realized why the mustache was such a big deal. (laughs) Because I was watching the episode and I was like, this is the animated content. Like, why does that mustache look like a turd? And they had the line of $13 million to CGI it on. I don't know why I didn't put the pieces together earlier, but literally as we were joking around how stupid I thought that was, I was like, oh, I get it. That was a yes. Superman jab. Go me for getting things late. Yep. Hashtag mustache gate. We spent $12 million on that mustache. Looks that wasn't so the best Clayface. Stupid. That was kind of like Clayface and Bane combined, but whatever. 
Oh my god, the way that he was acting as Thomas and would have, like, this perfect dialogue, and then go back to his eccentric voice, and then back to however he was as Thomas. Yeah. Like, like, how did did James get not see a problem with that? Yeah. These pearls symbolize how our love can withstand anything. Even bullets! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. That was was particularly good. Well, looks like we've got... uh, He's been Our rescued. Third Corhote back. Hey, everybody. <laughs> How was the experiments? Oh, it was great. I mean, you know, I got to travel into the green and now I'm back. So cool. Okay. Right on, right on. Well, uh, we covered the synopsis and we were just kind of, you know, talking about uh, the, the Thomas Wayne biopic, A Hard Wayne's Gonna Fall, and how Zuhair wasn't entirely. Uh, in on the joke about the mustache until uh, okay, right was about it now. the Henry Cavill mustache? Was that what we think they were going for? Was oh, how much money they had to pay for it? Without for. a doubt, without <laughs> a doubt, yeah. Okay, I do want to point better. out that on our stream thing, we have an Andrew who's offline and an Andrew too that's present. So this very well could be a Clayface impersonation. Oh, I can't yeah. quite confirm that yet, but I want the listeners hey, to know. Don't worry about it. Just don't. Just. <laughs> Just don't ask too many questions. Okay, well, now we know it's not Clayface because that was not a vain enough answer. Clayface would want credit. <laughs> no. I uh, can't do the Alan Tudyk well enough. I thought about it, and uh, I was like, nah, <laughs> now's not the time to try. <laughs> you just got to go... Uh, nice, nice. I understood that Hashtag reference. Hashtag reference. <laughs> yes. <that> one. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but I, I think there's a lot to get into this episode, especially with the relationship between Ivy and Harley and how that kind of, in some ways, starts to echo the relationship between Harley and Joker at, at some point. But uh, before we dive into that, I did you know, want to mention a couple of my favorite jokes. Uh, I did appreciate how this show, we even talked about how season four, there's going to be um, a woman on the writing staff stepping up to become the showrunner. And the show's from the beginning kind of been about, you know, female empowerment. And uh, I just kind of appreciated the joke that the the insurance guy is like looking at the the bat wing and he's like, yeah, I'm going to need a Batman to sign for this. And Batgirl's just like, oh, it's got to be a <laughs> Batman. A Batgirl possibly couldn't possibly be competent enough. And it's like his name's on the registration. OK, yeah. <laughs> I saw that coming a mile away. <laughs> The way he cuts him off because that bit has been done so much now is just like, oh, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. And then Meta. Um, with Frank telling Ivy with her glow up that she's going to get no less than three compliments in the day. And like just throughout the episode, first it's Lex Luthor. They're like, there's one. Then King Shark. There's two. And then finally, Bane at the movie premiere. There's three. It's like, I told she you. fabulous. Yeah, she does. It, that was that was the perfect level of continuity that like I complained about a little bit early in the season. They didn't have those continuous jokes. And they mm. just kind of brought all of them home at the finale here. So I was like, okay, they're doing the things they did well all those other times. So thank you for that. Mm, yeah. In regards to that scene when Frank was complimenting her, I was so troubled by Frank in this one because oh, yeah? we've either seen him with legs or in the pot. So mm-hmm. when 
when Ivy was holding him like a baby and you could just see the defined like rooted butt cheeks. It's just really <laughs> weird to look at. And then when he cart was in the, the cart with the little roots dangling, trying to like fit into the things like <laughs> I didn't realize he was that thick. <laughs> <laughs> It was, just, uh, it was just an odd level of detail. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good to and, have Frank back. Yeah, that was one thing. It was her comment to Frank saying, I missed you, and them having that hug. Like, I kind of forgot how friendly they were in the earlier seasons, and that mm. this really was a return to form of, like, okay, things are back to normal now. That's why she cared so much about getting him back. Like, that, mm. that really brought it home for me in a way that I didn't have the perspective on earlier in the season, and I don't okay. know if that was just, I didn't see it as much before, but it kind of puts everything else in a better perspective. Yeah, mm. because you yeah. have them in this comfortable relationship, and then you see the, like, the anger of trying to get it back. And what you would expect in a scene like that is for them to just kind of like pick off with like friendly banter or whatnot, but for them to actually have the moment of being like, I missed you. Yeah. Like, yeah. have that emotional drop before getting back to the stance and then catching up as buddies and this and that. It was it was literally two lines, and it was one of the most powerful things about that sequence. Yeah, agreed. It was definitely a standout moment, and really kind of brought their relationship to a to a home. But uh, Andrew, you mentioned the callback to jokes and kind of the continuity with the humor there too. I I love that scene with Lex Luthor. The callback to one of my favorite lines from the season, one of my favorite King Shark <laughs> lines, when he says. It's the callback to Lex not shitting his pants for anything. She's like, <laughs> he's like, I nearly soiled my Broxa briefs. It's like, and you don't shit your pants for anything. It's like, not usually. How <laughs> <laughs> ca- just cavalier he was, though. Like, you know, I, I don't, but this one was different. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Um, and then Bruce with Alfred, when Alfred tells him he's got the tickets for the, the premiere, and you can tell Alfred kind of assumes that he is going to be his plus one, but Bruce is Aww. just so callous to Alfred. <laughs> it's just like, uh, poor, poor great macaroni. For a second, I thought he was going to be taking King Shark. Like that was going to be his oh, new friend yeah. after he talked him down from like needing to kill his parents again. I was like, mm-hmm. that's that where been, I thought that was going. That would have been cute. All right. Two things off cool. of that. Two things off of that. First, I was like, why is Selena being so nice to him all of a sudden? And that Mm. perfect shot of the reflection with the pearls in the hand, I was like, clever. Very well done. I was actually questioning it for a second. Um, Mm. What was what was the actor's name? Bob something Thornton? Billy Bob Bob Thornton. Billy Bob Thornton. Um, William Robert Thornton. Nobody was questioning why he came out of the limo when it was Harley, Ivy, and King Shark all coming out with him. Just, oh, yeah, here's our actor. And Frank, too. Frank was rocking the tux with, like, no sleeves filled either. Yeah, yeah. I thought about that, too. By the that way, Harley and Ivy's looks were fantastic. Oh, Just yeah. The way that they designed that was really cool. Stunners. All of them. Even King Shark had his fit together. <laughs> yeah. She may not be able to pull off cargo shorts, but she was rocking that dress. And... <laughs> Uh, just while we're on that that note, you brought up Selena. I noticed her and Barbara, their dresses, like I think it's something kind of like new to the series, just that extra level of like visual detail, having the the dresses with sequins that kind of sparkle. I thought that was a, a really nice mm-hmm. touch. Yeah, I was going to say, though, the weird thing, it just seems like Gotham is now OK with villains mm-hmm. because at the premiere, not only did 
fake Billy Bob Thornton get out of the limo with all of the villains in the crowd was uh cock king and i think uh the like mechanized one and then when you looked around clock king and riddler were hanging out as well as like mm-hmm. all of these other villains at this random movie premiere so i don't know if joker just like gave everyone a pardon so now no one in gotham cares but it just feels like they're roaming around doing whatever they want oh and bane was there how could i forget bane god bless oh, you Harley Quinn. Eat <laughs> shit loser <laughs> Yeah. Um, And with the mention of Selena again, like, like, yeah, she was using that moment to get the pearls. But I also think there was a moment of truth there where she said, uh, you know, just because we're not together and I find you sad doesn't mean I don't want to see you happy. And I think that was that was a genuine moment, even though she's like, I know she like rolls her eyes and has like this like detached, like disinterested tone to her voice. She's like, how are you? I thought this whole event would be triggering. It's like, oh, oh God, you're, you're here to support me? I probably got an appetizer in my eye. It's just like, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> uh, it's like, you know, Batman could come up with something better than that. But I just love the way they, they play with this version of Batman. <laughs> well, this is what happens when he takes off the obsidian colored glasses, you know? There we go. There we go. Yeah. Uh, and the mention of of Joker, like his mayoral policies and how he may have offered pardons to all these these villains, like it's just really interesting the way they've gone with the Joker that while he, he says it himself, and I think what he says pretty much sums up the theme of this episode. He's he says, I'm both a maniacal force of nature and I want free universal health care. People can be more than one thing. They grow and evolve. It's just really interesting that this character that is like we've come to love to hate so much like in this world, like he actually has like effective, desirable policies. And I noticed like when he is addressing the crowd before he arrests Bruce Wayne, like he says, ladies, gentlemen, and our non-binary friends, it's just like, this is a socially conscious version of the Joker. And it's just, it's a really interesting way to take the character. Forget the fact that he'll destroy the city in the process of just being very inclusive. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because you look at his tax that he had proposed, like, that was to do good things. He was not just being totally off his rocker, like we saw earlier in the season, like doing good things for his kids, but maybe going to threaten a few lives along the way to get what he wants. So it's, it is that nice balance, and I agree. Like, I'm almost more excited for the next season just mm-hmm. to see where they take Harley now that we've kind of confirmed she has grown out of not only Joker shadow, but out of like villainy in general. Mm-hmm. Where does this give her that opportunity to grow? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, he says that, that people can be more than one thing. They grow and evolve. And Ivy uses that very dialogue when she kind of confronts Harley. And, and I have to say, I really appreciated how when Harley was kind of compromising what she wanted and what she was doing, her behavior around Ivy when they had the Joker tied up and she was like, Hey, you don't interrupt Bay when she's orating. Like she really tapped back into that, that kind of subservient lackey role that she played with the Joker. And I picked up on that immediately. So the fact that the Joker picked up on that and, and kind of called Ivy out for what she was doing, even if it wasn't consciously, like I really uh, appreciated that. And Ivy uses the same exact language that he used. She says, you've evolved. Like you, you're not who you were anymore. 
And again, the fact that that lesson came from the Joker is is really surprising, but very poignant. And uh, I think that theme kind of continues throughout the episode. It's like really, um, I, I talked about how the finale finale subverted my expectations, and I re- honestly thought the the season was going to end with Harley and Ivy breaking up and going their separate ways, or even possibly mm-hmm. becoming adversaries. So. I was just like really pleasantly surprised with how poignant the themes of like healthy and equal partnership, how that doesn't always have to mean like seeing eye to eye, how that was, how that was displayed. And uh, I, I think it kind of speaks to like when a lot of these characters were first introduced in the golden age of comics, those stories were very much about like good versus evil in kind of a black and white kind of way. So I just appreciate how, you know, the series can be irreverent and crude, but also highlight real world truths and like acknowledge that the world is not so black and white. There's tons of nuance and shade and gray shades of gray, even with these characters. And uh, yeah, the thing that the fact that two things can be true, like Bruce says it, this is both exciting and scary when he's going away in high in handcuffs. And Harley says, yes, it's both of those things. And when she's talking to Ivy later on, she says it's both exciting and scary. So I just really appreciated that, that through line. I'll be remembering those lines when I'm playing uh, Arkham Knights in a couple months. Okay, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Little background things. Did you guys notice that when the credits were playing for A Hard Wayne's Gonna Fall that uh, the person playing Bruce was Garfield Logan? Yes. Did you notice the rest of the cast too? Uh, I noticed David Cassidy and some other names, but I, I could not place them off the top of my head. Yeah, so you had young Garfield Logan as the young Bruce Wayne, and then Rita Farr was listed as playing Martha Wayne. Rita Ah, Farr being his estranged aunt, friend of mother. Uh, If any of you watch Doom Patrol, you're very familiar with Rita. Uh, She also appeared briefly in Young Justice as well. Uh, And then it was Daniel Cassidy was the other man's name. Okay. I think he played Joe Cool or Joe Chill. There was that whole joke last time. I don't remember which one that the actual name is he is actually it is chill okay Okay. uh he is blue devil the horned Ah. blue large man that we saw also in young justice earlier this season so all of them were some sort of comic placement uh within there very cool glad you had that one at the ready well done yeah (laughs) there were a lot of things that i noticed uh with this that also there were some weird great animation things but one thing that stuck out to me the most as a bad animation thing not even bad animation uh clayface Mm. at one point he's looking in the mirror early in the episode like talking to himself and then he spins around to talk to king shark and there's a solid like 15 30 seconds that he's talking to king shark and his reflection in the mirror never turns back around so there's two clayfaces (laughs) staring the wrong direction. I'm just like, that's not how mirrors work. That's not how mirrors work. That's not how mirrors work. Um, Okay. Everything else. Don't you know, he's just so vain that he opened his face on the other side of his head when he turned around so he could check himself out at all times. I had to go back because I was like, wait, did he do some weird duplicate himself thing? Like it's not really a mirror, but he's just mirroring himself. Like I was so confused at what was happening. And it was just one of those, like, I don't want to call it out, but I have to call it out sometimes. No, nope, my headcanon <laughs> is back. That's that's fair. Your headcanon's pretty good. It's all um, good. I didn't notice that one. But. Speaking of like animation quality, there was something about like 
the the bokeh and the depth of field in this one that was just a lot more prominent. Like I figured that they, it mm. seemed like they were blurring everything but the subject a lot more in this, and it wasn't bad. It just like added a level of detail that just threw me off. Okay. Yeah, it felt like there were some scenes that were really, really well detailed and animated. I mean, obviously, I talked about the one problem, but the rest of them did have that sharpness, uh, almost. Interesting. Again, things that I didn't uh, pick up on necessarily, but I'm glad that you guys did. Yay. (laughs) We are an animation podcast sometimes, we promise. Yes, yes, we are. Um, I'm looking up Kaylee Cuoco's sister's name because I wanted to give her kudos uh, for her vocal performance. I felt like Barbara um, in this outing had a a little more opportunity to broadcast a little vocal range. Like I thought it was really comical when um, she and Harley were first kind of interacting on the streets and she was uh, like, sounds like you need to talk. We got a hero in the house. Just all that that stuff was really well done. And I like the personality that showed through there. Yeah, I almost haven't felt that personality since her introduction as the college student, wherein like she had that bubbly college girl energy. I feel like it kind of fell off a little bit when she had to be in Batgirl mode, but now it's like coming back around as she's trying to be the gal pal of Harley. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and she uh, had to be her dad's parent for a while. She had to like force herself into adult mode. Sure, yeah. She had to do that for her dad. As she had to even do that for Batman, and Batman acknowledged that you've already been doing it. You've already been leading this Bat family while I was indisposed. Uh, but uh, to give credit to the voice actress, uh, it's Brianna, Brianna Coco. So credit where credit is due. Yeah, and handing it off to Barbara as well, uh, that's probably going to be a bit of a big deal going forward. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like going into season four, Batman may not be around very much, so she's really going to have to step up. Seems like Nightwings are going to stick around for a while as well, which I'm uh, pretty delighted with. I think Harvey Guillen has been uh, taking a different approach to the character, but it's one that I'm I'm pretty thoroughly enjoying. I mean, I know what Andrew's thoroughly enjoying. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I, was, I, am. I didn't want to steal anybody's thunder, but I was just—I'm waiting for it. I saw uh, that yes. smirk a mile away. Uh huh. We all got to talk about our favorite jokes. Now it's my turn for my yes. favorite joke. That oh my god! That was fast. Why did it? Why did it take so long to get here? The tushy talk is finally a thing. <laughs> like I was waiting, waiting for the jokes to start happening. So when Harley just threw that one line, I lost it entirely. Like, yes, he does have the best butt around. You know, it's the best butt of the Bat Family, and you know he's proud of it. Like the fact he was like, okay, she could stay. I was like, yeah, he would be. He is that narcissistic that he would want to hear that. And like the only reason I'm upset. And it's this weird continuity bump is because there were those companion comics that we talked about a little bit that did not play at all into the season. Like there was a main villain of those comics that we haven't even seen on screen. Okay. And in that there is like, there's about to be a fight between Nightwing and Harley. And it's just a comic page of her talking him out of fighting and arresting them just by complimenting his butt for like six paragraphs of text. So I was like, this wow. has to come back at some point 
because he's just like, okay, I guess I'll let you guys go. I do have the best butt around, like <laughs> just that full vein narcissism. So when it happened here, I was like, okay, at least we're getting a little bit of it. Now give me more. But I mean, yeah, you knew I had to bring it up, everyone. And if you're new here, uh, welcome to Andrew's corner where he talks about Nightwing's butt. It happens weirdly frequently. Okay. Thirst, thirst, <laughs> thirst, thirst. Respectfully, yeah. the best butt in all of comics. Uh, no arguments here. No yeah, arguments here. No. <laughs> uh, I guess one of the final things I want to mention, I don't know how much more you guys have to say, but the title of the episode, um, The Horse and the Sparrow, like I appreciated the real world commentary there with like, you know, reference to Joker's policies, Bruce Wayne being arrested and accepting his consequences. But, you know, uh, Thomas Wayne said it with his dying breath, like, if you feed the horse enough oats, it will leave some on the road and that the sparrow will eat from that. It's just kind of this speaking to the disparity of wealth and how like the 1%, they are the horse. And then the working class, the sparrow gets to eat, you know, whatever's left over from their excrement. So it's always kind of like tainted. So um, interesting, like real world commentary there. But uh, of course, it's they've got to like curtail it with a little bit of a joke. Like as he's dying, it's like, may my death define your entire life i fought to get that line in there <laughs> yeah yeah so uh yeah I, I think that's everything i've got i thought it was you know a, a satisfying conclusion to the season if i had one nitpick to take away it was just a little disappointing not to see commissioner gordon in any way it's, i think it's been a while mm. since we've seen him and he's always a uh favorite of mine how deranged he is in this show so it would have been nice to have some inclination to what he's up to and what he's got going on but uh, we'll have to to wait and see yeah it it feels like an interesting choice that like joker has an enforcer squad now Mm -hmm. and that cheryl's a part of it and that we didn't like use that as the moment to be like wait commissioner gordon what are you doing here like having Uh, him be a enforcer or something like that now i do love cheryl though we all love cheryl I see you double fisting Cheryl like Joker do. <laughs> and uh, you just mentioning that, like the the police clown squad, I, I can't remember his name. I want to say it was like Craig, but the fact that Batman, like Bruce Wayne personally knew one of these clowns and he was like, give us a moment, Craig, when he was talking to Barbara. <laughs> I was just like, huh, what's the story there? I, my headcanon is he just knows all of them from how many times he's beat them up as Batman. Okay. So he's just enough. like, hey, you know, give us a minute here. You know, this is fine. All right. I'll, I'll rock with that. That works for me. Uh, any any other thoughts? Any final thoughts on Harley Quinn season three or this finale in particular? It was fun while it was there. All right. I, All right. Well. <laughs> no, I got to talk about Nightwing. I'm happy. Yeah. We're getting a season four. <laughs> so uh, we'll look forward to that. Um I open the floor to you guys to let people know what we have going on. But again, I want to mention the interviews, uh, the one that Andrew and Zuhair did with Stephanie early. Uh, that'll be hitting the feed soon, as well as the one Zuhair and I just did with Joy uh, Noir. Please uh, check both of those out and hit us up at animation deliberation podcast at gmail.com. Find us wherever you get your podcast, share the show, give us a review. Yeah, now that football season is back on, I will be on the 323 with Reed Murphy a lot more often. Um, We have been doing this segment called the NFL Sunday Hangover, where Sunday night we're like watching the last game and just talk about everything that is going on. 
Uh, me and Reed actually went to a game together for the home opener in D.C. last weekend. It was a lot of fun. I'm just very excited football's back. And, yeah. Between anime and football, I am happy and got loads to talk about. So, this will be a very fun fall. Right yeah, on. and speaking of loads to talk about, uh, do we want to deliberate on the air right now? Do we want to announce what we're going to do next week? We kind of talked about it, but we haven't finalized. Do we want to finalize that right now? I have no idea what you're referring to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just going to speak it into existence since we don't have anything planned next week uh, because My Hero Academia starts up on October 1st. Uh, probably should just do a little My Hero Academia both recap and just like what we have enjoyed about the first five seasons as well as possibly the OVAs that have come out and hopefully go from there. If we have time, I think that's probably what we're going to try and do next week so if you want to send in any feedback uh, about what you love about my hero academia why you're excited anything you want us to talk about specifically any questions you want us to answer uh we're not going to have time to do like we did with you know attack on titan and go season by season so it's probably just going to be like us on air for a half hour gushing about the show so yeah if you have anything you want us to talk about specifically by all means write in and we'll go from there. If not, it will be feedback that we use for the first episode when it does premiere uh, at the start of October. But besides that, uh, as Jay Scotty mentioned, you can reach us on our email for any of the feedback, as well as all of our social medias. I do try my best to keep up with the DMs, but not always the best with that. But all of our socials, you can get us on Twitter, Animation to Live 1, and Facebook and Instagram, Animation to Liberation Podcast. And... That is all I have going on. Jay Scotty, do you have anything else going on that you would like to tell the people about? Plus Ultra, plus Ultra, plus Ultra. Yeah, go beyond <laughs> plus Ultra. At some point in time, the What We Do in the Shadows Season 4 finale has aired. I just had a little bit of scheduling difficulty with my co-host on Pandavision, Karen Huffstetler. But uh, at some point in time, we will cover that finale. So keep an eye out for that on Pandavision. And uh, I think that's it for me. As always, thanks for tuning in. That's T-double-O, N-I-N. Stay well, puddins. It's so nice to have all three of our outros back again. Muscle, muscle. Thank you for listening to the Animation Deliberation Podcast, a proud member of the Stranded Panda Network. If you would like to contact us, you can email animationdeliberationpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Twitter at animationdelib1. For this and other great shows, you can visit strandedpanda.com or join the great community that is the Stranded Panda Chat Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash svchat. Tune in next time, and remember, stay whelmed. In life, we're all bound for different things. Bound for fun, bound for action, bound for the unexpected. Well, with some help from my friends over at BeachBound.com, we can all be bound for adventure, passion, and discovery with relaxing beach getaways worldwide. Personally, when I'm at a beach resort, I'm bound to end up with a drink in my hand and my toes in the sand. Wake me up when it's dinner time. Make your beach whatever you want it to be. Visit BeachBound.com to book your next beach vacation at Secrets Resorts and Spas. What are you bound for? You're invited to take a vacation from everybody else's vacation to a place where you can explore cypress swamps and magical gardens and see a 65-foot waterfall that once powered an old mill that you can walk through today or just float along the cool, rushing waters of an old-fashioned swimming hole. See the places 
and plan your journey at visitmississippi.org slash outdooradventure. Mississippi, wanderers welcome.